So are you, are you recording now? Sorry. <laughs> it says recording. I can't. I can't. Oh, okay. I need to put your glasses. <laughs> Welcome to the Every Small Step podcast, where we'll be sharing the stories of some of the seven hundred thousand people in the UK caring for a family member or a friend with dementia. In this episode, we hear from Peter Berry and Deb Bunt, who met in a bike shop after Deb retired and moved to Suffolk. This is an amazing conversation between two good friends, one of whom is living with dementia. Peter Berry was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's when he was 50 years old. And although his diagnosis has added some challenges, you can hear how much he and Deb enjoy each other's company. So, hi, I'm, I'm Deb and um, I live in Suffolk and I have known Peter for, well, I've known you for nearly three years, haven't I? And yes. we met, as people do, in a bike shop. <laughs> and... Um, from, from that meeting, we've just become really good friends and cycle everywhere together and talk a lot. And I think it was a, it was a friendship that started um, really, it was one of those bizarre friendships. It's something that you couldn't really make up. Um, it just evolved and, and just happened, and I suppose, over the last, did you say three years? Yeah, three years. Over the last three years. Yeah. I think it's as though I've known Debs for forever, really. I think it's as though I've just... She's always been part of my life, Aaron Martin, which is which is very weird, strange, scary, but fun all in all in one. I think you'll agree. I think so. I mean, that could be construed as a. I've known you. Have I known you that long? Oh my gosh! Yeah. But it's no. I, I feel I've known you forever, Peter. Yeah. It is yeah. odd. Yeah, and I, you know, yeah. No, it's 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 good, and I think it was needed for me per for me personally, and I think for you as well. But yeah, I guess I, I can. I do know. I came up to Suffolk, and with no great plan in my mind, we took early retirement, and I didn't know anybody. I didn't even know. I'd never heard of the place we were living in. I couldn't even spell it, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, it was a bit. It was a bit random. So meeting meeting you and becoming your friend has been kind of made my retirement experience. Oh, you what still it is. haven't quite got the Suffolk lingo quite right. <laughs> The friendship for me was was needed to a degree, even though it wasn't really. I don't suppose I really was trying to find it, if if that makes sense. Um, I think one of the key things was that being uh, diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's at the age of fifty, as I was, um, I, I did a lot of cycling. I did a lot of cycling with um, with with a group. Um, I used to do solo cycling. Then I progressed to group cycling, but I, I found that quite difficult. Um, I found the the amount of people difficult to cope with, I think. Um, not because of the people, but because of my condition. Uh, my wife was still working, and I think that she needed to know that I was, cared for is the wrong word, but she needed to know that I was with somebody, because if I was going to do things on my own, um, I wouldn't say I get lost. I got mislaid. Peter, you, you still don't know me. That's a really odd thing. You no. you know me, and I think you trust me. But I you, do. You, and apart from the fact, you know, I've got a couple of kids, and I've got a couple of grandkids, and I've got an IT genius for a husband, mm-hmm. and I like Arsenal, mm-hmm. I don't think you know me. I I know Deb by seeing her, and I know who she is, and I know that she's a good friend, but I don't know anything much about her. Um, 
I don't know where her parents live. I don't even know if I've met her parents or not. I think you'd be um, hard pushed. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Unless you've got a big spade. Right, they're no longer with us, so there we go. Um, these sort of things I, I forget very, very quickly. So I, 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 she's become a great friend, but it, it makes sense. I don't really know her. But it's peculiar because I... I know inside that she's okay, if you see what I mean. I think it took me a long while even to remember your name, yeah. didn't it? But so, yeah, so meeting you, as we did, uh, we met in that, in that cycle shop, and yeah. and that just was a start of a journey and a friendship mm -hmm. and a book yeah. and an understanding and, a, for me, a sort of enlightenment, really, mm. about what it's like to, to come with a happy mentor. And uh, I can now identify a tree and a bird. And I know a pig from a cow. So I think we've done pretty well. I think we have over the last three years. Yeah, yeah I think I could charge for this education. <laughs> you, Sorry, you, you, in your dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've learned a lot about dementia through Peter. And obviously, Peter, it's only your dementia I've learned about. And everyone's dementia is different. But I've learned that... Um, you are still Peter the man, Peter who likes to ride a bike. Mm -hmm. And there are ways that I need to accommodate the fact your memory is poor, but it doesn't make you an idiot and it doesn't make you needing to be cared for. No, it, no, no, it, no, it, no. It's part of who you are, really. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've learned that your world is a foggy place sometimes. Yeah. And I know that within moments, this conversation you're going to forget. We had it. Yes, I will. But, yeah, but, it's a sad thing, isn't it, really? And I didn't know that about anyone with Alzheimer's or dementia, I thought it was an old person's illness. Mm. So I've, I've learned that it's not, and I've learned that you can live well with dementia, as you do, and I've learned that it shouldn't be a barrier to live well. Yeah. And I've learned that you may you have fantastic coping strategies. I think one of the things for me is I think having a good friend means that you can talk to somebody about the condition um, and this person is still a friend, but they are slightly removed from it. Um, my wife and my daughter, they walk very closely with me when in this um, this journey, I suppose, that, um, that we're all on. Uh, and, and Debs is just a little bit removed from that. And I think that's somewhat easier um, to talk to somebody. It's, it's, you know, it's very similar to like if you've got a teenager and you try and talk to a teenager, They, you, you sit them down and try and talk to them. They don't want to know. Yet if you stick them in the car and drive them around, they'll chat They'll chat forever. And it's sort of that type of, of, of thing. Somehow it's a different angle on it all. And you're not calling um, me a teenager, clearly. But no. You're taking no, a principle, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of taking yeah. that, that principle of, of, of what, it's, what it's like to discuss my dementia with somebody who is – you know, not quite at arm's length, but just a, a little bit removed. I mean, I know you say Teresa is dementia out sometimes. <laughs> yes, she is, and, yeah. And I think that's, that's really important then, mm. that you're not with her all the time. Um, no. It, it, I, I think that's something else I've learned. It's, it's a tough thing to live with. I have a dementia monster that um, that I, I have, and I made this little monster so that I could, um, I suppose, deal with my dementia better. So my my dementia monster is is a thing that sits on the settee and 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 I get away from it. My wife has a dementia monster and 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 that's me. So she needs to get away from me. Really, it's a bizarre bizarre thing. We all need to get away from our initial problems. And um, 
and not live the dream, but live our lives a little bit. That's what's like as well, really. It's like, it's like been amazing, hasn't it? Uh, developing the friendship and developing my knowledge of Suffolk and it's the glue that's held us together, don't you think? I think it's very, it, it's very true to say that the simple bicycle has achieved so much um, for me personally. I think without that, I'm, I'm fairly certain I wouldn't be what I am today. It's the, it's the fire that drives my steam engine, if that makes sense. Mm. It, it, it makes me go, it makes me work. You, you always make sense. That's what I find extraordinary. <laughs> you keep coming up with these metaphors and analogies, and I think, hang on, I'm the writer, not you. How dare you? <laughs> oh, yeah, she's a writer, you know. At the time, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also, it's, it's, um, for me, I, I try to educate you a little bit about stuff um, because I've worked in this area and all these woodlands for the last 38 or more years. Um, every Everywhere we go locally, I have a story to tell you about something that happened in a woodland and some timber we got out or my father said or so-and-so said. And it's great for me because I have somebody that I can tell history to because a future I don't really have to tell, but history, history I do. The past I can talk about, the future is a little bit difficult because I, I don't really know what's relevant to today, do I? No, I think and tomorrow and next week. And... Well, that always makes me feel quite sad when you say things like that. Yeah. Well, it is the reality yeah. of the condition, isn't it? It is, it is. But anyway, we smile about it. We do. We do. <laughs> How's the last year been for you, Peter? The last year with the lockdown has been, I suppose, quite difficult. Um, but, you know, there's a certain element, I thought, of, you know, do I go mad? Do I let my dementia monster get bigger and fatter and feed off me? Or do I do what I think is right and or what we think is right? And I think we come to the idea that if we meet up and we cycle outside around the countryside, you know what, we're OK. But... It's been difficult for me, and I think you all agree with this, Debs, because I had in my head what was norm, where people were, their their role within my little world. Uh, for a year, some of these people I don't think I saw, did I? No, I didn't. Um, which then meant that I then had to, I suppose, reboot my brain. Now we've got back into things a little bit normaler. And um, sometimes you give me a prompt, I think, who's, who is who. <laughs> um, somebody will walk into a cafe and they'll say, that's so-and-so. Right, OK, because I've forgotten who these people are now. It's, it's embarrassing for me, I think. I, th I think that's true for many of us because a year is a long time. I know it's particularly true for you. Hmm. But I don't, I don't know why it should be embarrassing because you're so open about everything. I suppose it's embarrassing for me inside because um, I just think that, you, well, do you know what it really is? It's really that I think people think, oh, he's getting worse. Oh, yeah. And I don't want people to think that, you know. I want people to um, to see me taking your punches and, and, <laughs> and, and having a laugh and, and being, dare I say, normal, if that's the right word. And actually, Peter, you, you are a showman, let's be honest. Yes, I am. Yeah. So I suppose that comes into it too. It, it's it's like your victory if people don't 
either know you're living with dementia or they don't think I'll get any work. That's one up for you. Battling with dementia is not just battling with memory, it's battling on many different levels. Um, it's, uh, it's trying to, I suppose, not have dementia. Without you being here, I think this last year would have been very different for me and the other way around, I think, for you as well, if I'm oh, honest. Definitely. Because you'd have been in a different environment and lots of people around and it would have been difficult as well. I would, have been, I would have been going mad just not, not knowing I wasn't allowed out uh, or when I went out, it was crowded and busy. Mm. It's, uh, I think it's been a pretty mutual support for us, hasn't it? The, the, the going out on our bike. Oh, absolutely! Got yeah, through the year. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt, it's um, uh, being able to cycle with you, and obviously I cycle with my wife as well. But being able to cycle with you and Teresa has has, has definitely made life bearable. Without a doubt, the, the biggest sadness really was no coffee shops or cake shops. Do you feel isolated? Do I feel isolated, Deb? Um, I think I think that somebody like me, it doesn't matter who you've got around you, will always have some degree of isolation. Um, because the problem for me is that I don't remember what has happened. So most of the stuff that has happened for all intents and purposes, after a few hours hasn't happened. So there is this degree of, of isolation. There is this degree of being suffocated by a condition because there is no other way around it. Um, you, can, um, you can go and have a great time somewhere. You can remember in your heart that you had a good time. But I don't always remember what happened. So if someone says to me, where did you and Deb cycle today? I'm not going to know, am I? But if someone says, did you have a good cycle today with Deb? So I can say yes. So there's always that degree of, of isolation. There's always that, that battle with this, with this condition. What steps have I taken to overcome this last year in isolation? What have you, what have you done, Peter? I think to try and carry on as normal, just to get up every morning. Do you, do you know one thing that I do, Debs? And I've probably done it over the last year more. And it is, it is quite a small thing. <laughs> Hang on. Do I want to know this one thing? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, no, carry no, on. No, no, no. Um, every morning I get up, the first thing I do is I make my bed or make my side of the bed, because my wife's bed's all over the place. Make my side of the bed, because it's a start. It's something that I have achieved. Yeah. Straight away, I have achieved something. If I don't achieve anything else in the day, I've made my bed. And I guess yeah. that's, that's what you've always done. So that's that's a very simple thing, but it starts your day, because then there are other things to achieve. Thank you, Peter and Deb, for sharing a wonderful insight into your friendship. Here's to many more years of happy cycling together and cakes and coffees. 
We're thrilled to be back with another year of every small step for Dementia Carers Count. Last year, you walked over 700,000 steps and raised almost £10,000, which helped more families and friends caring for someone with dementia access our life-changing services. Every small step is one of the ways that we raise vital funds, and with your help, our health and care professionals can continue to provide free information and support to families when they need it most. To start your Every Small Step fundraising, sign up at dementiacarers.org.uk forward slash event.